Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the well, Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, New England's own Van Helsink, and with me in the land of the happy Breswick, or whatever the hell it voted was, is the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Stephen Parson. The land of the happy elves, because we're what is all... It? Huh? Rick? Brexit? Brexit, Brexit, Brexit. Oh, Britain, exit. I got it. Yeah, you got it now. Like Mexic. Uh huh. When Mexico know that... exits. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that when uh, you listen to Coast of Ghost Chronicles right here on uh, Tojinet Par- Pararex and wherever else we are, of course? Uh, did you know that when uh, King George went over? to the U.S., and uh, he dined with uh, uh, the Roosevelt's uh, his house. Do you know what they served him? No. Hot dogs. Well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> the I king don't... of England? They had yeah. hot dogs. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'm sure King George VI would have been delighted. Mm. I mean, you served me tacos, and they were marvelous. What are you saying, Parsons? I'm saying you served me tacos, and they were marvellous. Oh, okay. Now I get you it. Know, I, it's English. It's called English for a reason. You're supposed to understand it. No, not really. Okay. Yeah, you're from Massachusetts. Yeah. So, I see going? this yeah. year, I, I see 2017 has got off to... Um, Pretty much the same sort of start what? by 2016. What? Well, you know, we get into... No, not really. Of, well, we get into the start of a new... I mean, today has been in the UK the first proper day back because uh, after the new year, um, we've had... Uh, yesterday was a public holiday because, obviously, New Year's Day was on the Sunday. So yeah, today, yeah. everything's gone back to normal, and uh, including Facebook and social media and ghost hunting groups. <laughs> Right. <laughs> They're all advertising the same old, same old, same old. What are they advertising? Maybe I'll go. The same old crap ghost hunts that they always advertise with astonishing evidence. Ah, oh, you're just jealous. I'm not just jealous. Do you know, I've actually spent the entire day at the, uh, sitting at the computer trying to compose an article, um, which I've been asked to do by the Society for Psychical Research. And it, Society it's not, for Psychical Research. You, you can only aspire. Um, yes, it's true. <laughs> actually, they'll take anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, I, I, and we've talked about it before, and I'm not going to start ranting, but there is a wealth, you of, are. <laughs> there is a wealth of very good people in the paranormal field. Oh, yeah. And they're letting... Uh, the SPR, I, the article today is about the SPR letting them down and how that could be resolved. Mm-hmm. But 
as we've said before, they let themselves down. You know, they're, they're more interested in scaring the bit. What the heck was that? Scaring the bejesus out of each other um, than, than any real sort of investigating. Really? You know, you just look at the adverts on Facebook, and yeah, I, I see them from American groups as well, and they're all pretty much the same. Dare you enter? Can you survive the night? You will be yeah. locked in alone. You will have the the, the latest ghost hunting equipment. You will really? do, you will shove the ghost red... stack. Uh, yeah, well, that was a good the flop of twenty sixteen. Yeah. Although they've actually become quite collectible now. If you have a ghost arc, do not, do not be tempted to give it away on eBay for a song. They're, uh, over here in the UK, at least, they're, they're selling for three figures. Um, pretty much what the people were paying for them because they've become highly sought after collector's items. As is the way of this weird thing, you know, these things were, were built for a purpose. They failed miserably. The customer support was withdrawn. The company fled, uh, refusing to answer emails and Facebook messages. Um, you know, sort of group actions were considered. Um, a lot of very, very bad um, karma was directed towards uh, Ghost Ark and its Italian uh, sort of founder. And uh, now the devices have become somewhat collectible. There are people posting, does anybody have a ghost arc that they will, you know, willing to sell me or give up, give me or, um, yeah. If you have But if you have a ghost arc, for God's sake, hold on to it. This thing is set to, it's only going to go up in price, particularly if the lights on yours still works. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, why, why you there's a couple of comments in the uh, the chat room the thing, which is kind of. Uh, Nate says, "If uh, I see one more paranormal bachelor or bachelorette party service, uh, <laughs> so I guess they're going. And uh, also, they have a birthday party goes on. So uh, there yeah. you go. It 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 truly is silly season. It's not going away. I can't blame the people who are do, who are carrying out. There is definitely a market. There is a huge interest. Our daily newspapers, um, and they're all advertising. They're not advertising, but what? Uh, oh. Well, they are kind of because every time there is a new venue, every time there is an astonishing new new uh, find, new ghost new find, new ghost uh, you know, the newspapers, the, the, the media the mainstream media and the social media where it's shared and sort of uh, reshared and commented upon is full of these ghost caught on video go, couple walking I mean one this week, couple walking back from a night out apparently were captured on CCTV camera being followed by a ghost. Oh, yeah, may, they're going to say captured by a ghost. That would have been more interesting. Give us, well, I'm sure I'm sure by next week that'll have appeared. But okay. the, video, the video is put up and people are, oh, that's amazing, that's really scary. That, and there's one or two uh, voices in the wilderness who are ignored um, who point out that it's so obviously... The ghost is actually replicating exactly one of the figures um whenever it moves the ghost moves whenever the figure raises an arm the ghost raises an arm it's a and it's clearly an internal lens reflection of this uh, sort of first person being reflected you know onto the uh, optics of the of the cctv camera uh, it couldn't be more obvious and yet still the media will latch onto these ghosts of course sell copy uh, and you know people have this desire to be scared Mm-hmm. And who can blame them? There is a market, and I 
people want to go and do that, then go and do it. Just please stop calling it an investigation. Yeah, it's true. But, uh, you know, it's... What I've, ran, ghosts, I've ranted. No, <laughs> no, it's interesting, but when did ghosts really become those horrible things? Have they always been those horrible monsters that are, or they have been, or, you know, we, there's so many reports in history about ghosts that really no harm to man at all, but all of a sudden they're out there to kick your ass or something. Well, that's really quite an interesting question because historically speaking, uh, ghosts, of course, were considered to be um, often passive or and um, certainly up to the sort of late medieval, sort of seventeenth, possibly into the eighteenth century, ghosts were with had a purpose. They were here with purpose. Think of Marley in um, A Christmas Carol. He came back to warn Ebenezer Scrooge that if he didn't mend his ways, and then the three appearing ghosts took Scrooge on a journey, and and of course helped him to repent. If you go further back in time yeah. to the, the famous Greek tale of Athenodorus. Uh, the ghost appears night after night, rattling its chains, and eventually uh, Athenodorus follows the ghost out. The ghost points at the ground and promptly disappears. The spot is dug, the bones are recovered, given a burial, a proper burial, and the ghost disappears. It was there with a purpose, and there are many, many accounts of ghosts appearing with purpose. Mm-hmm. Also, what's interesting to note is early psychical researchers, those interested um and there were psychical researchers way, way, way back in the 16th century, Joseph Glanville, for example, over here in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all noticed that, noted that ghosts not only had a purpose, but they were mute unless you spoke to them. And you had to address the ghost before it could speak to you. So, That's interesting. So you had to say to the ghost, you know, why are you here? What is your, what is your purpose? Then the ghost could, could address you. Mm-hmm. You have then a, a definite change, and it's been. Uh, it's been uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I cut you off, but sometimes you ramble. Go ahead. Okay. Well, well but you have a definite change then with the Victorian Gothic horror um, writers who who exploit our interest in the dark side and we mankind does have a, a a long interest in the dark side oh yeah but that that didn't transcend into ghosts until the the, the sort of uh, the gothic horror writers and then mm-hmm. of course once the mainstream media once you have television programs like ghost hunters like uh, ghost adventures like most haunted they have to maintain the viewer base. They have to maintain the interest. You know, people need to tune in for the season finale and the you know, season premiere and find out what's happening. And the, 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 the passive ghost that drifts silently up and down corridors, in, interfering with nobody and you know, going woo at the end of, and disappearing through a wall is of no, it's not going to sell the advertising. And so then they confront uh, and it, if you look at the programs, you can see that they first of all confront the ghosts um, of murderers and all their victims mm-hmm. and the cohorts of the murderers and all their victims. Then you get the demonic, the demonically possessed, the violent poltergeist um, appearing, ramping up the tension, ramping up the scare factor. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it, it's funny, though, when you think about some of the, the ghosts that, I mean, we have ghosts that help solve cases. We have ghosts. Well, when you go all the way back to the, the Bible and, and the Witch of Endor, when they uh, they bring up the uh, ghost of, uh, what the heck was it, David or what, King Solomon, I guess it was. And, uh, you know, which is interesting, by the way, because he appears with a white sheet on him. And this is a classic. But that was, of course, the shroud that they buried mm-hmm. him with. And uh, but, you know, and, you know, it's it, it's not these menacing ghosts that we have. I mean, there were other ones that, you know, uh, are there to warn you that happened if you don't change. And uh, I, they're really more uh, helpful in, in a lot of we still have, you know, the demons, of course, that are that are that are always been separated from the ghosts. They've never been one and the same, but somehow we've kind of mushed them in. The- well, it sells it sells copy, it sells advertising, it, and it hooks viewers. There've been there are exceptions, and the, these are cultural exceptions. If you if you, I mean, you, both of us have worked with the Japanese um, broadcast media. Now, <laughs> that's an interesting. There's a whole program it all in itself, right? Yeah, <laughs> but nonetheless, the Japanese, um, when they when uh, they started to develop uh, television programs that, that considered these topics, um, uh, way back to 15 years ago, when, when we did the first um, program with the Japanese, they were absolutely terrified. They'd come over to to try to get. Uh, an angle on why it, why on earth anybody would want to go anywhere near a ghost because in their culture ghosts are considered to be um, much more demonic right from the off that they're things that the living don't tangle with and these things are are out to do you harm so their their belief is much more like or much more akin to our modern uh, type of uh, sort of media ghost poltergeist. Um, and they they really couldn't understand why we would you know go out and and actively seek confrontations with these these mm-hmm. spectres and, and spirits. Right, and it all goes back to religious beliefs back then. It, go, it goes doing... back further as well, of course, because because of the Romans. I mean, the Romans. Yeah, but they had religion back then too. I mean, man almost had religion from its birth. Uh, you know, it tried to explain things, and it was very simple to say, "Okay, God created that. God did this. God did that," and it, it it's so much simple. Oh, yeah, I mean, the Romans is interesting. How come we don't say? How come? How do we don't know that God's making that mag light? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. I don't know. Well, well, I, I, uh, I think the short answer to that is that um, you don't need God to make a maglite blink because anybody, any normal flesh and blood human, can make it blink. They can replicate that experiment to order any number of times. Um, so I don't think we need. We, I don't think we need to call upon the Almighty to do something uh, that we can so easily replicate ourselves. You know what? I can almost see him doing that. You see, oh my God, look at these people. Yeah. You know, I, I'm gonna look at that K2 meter. Watch this. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's sitting there peeing his pants. There's an interesting question that um, you know is often I, in the, in those sort of quiet moments when I'm not sitting at the computer um, or watching banal videos on YouTube or building Lego or other stuff that keeps me occupied. Yeah, real important stuff, yeah. Uh, really important stuff, like building a, a, ye- a Lego yellow Beatles, Beatles yellow submarine. Um, yeah, it's a Christmas important. gift off my boys. What else yeah, could I... Sure. 
exactly. It's things like, what would I do if I was a ghost? Mm-hmm. I mean, what would you do when you discover that? Because we don't really understand. We 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 don't really. We have no idea what is on the other side of death. Absolutely, no, we don't. We have people who tell us what they think, or is on the other side of death, or what they believe is on the other side of death. But and, and the, to them, that's what they believe in. Yeah. They, you know, I, I would not say that they don't believe in that. I, that's what they believe in. You know, I'm not saying, if, if, for instance, a medium tells you something, that's what they believe. It may Absolutely. be right, may be wrong, but that's their beliefs. Absolutely. So we don't really know what's on the other side of death, but. It's a fascination that goes right the way back to um, the dawn of mankind, I guess, because it's something that it, it is the only certainty of, in life. Um, you know, you're born, you will die. Um, now, what, what actually, uh, how you interpret death, whether it is a transition to another phase of existence, whether it is the final cessation of any existence in any meaningful, conscious way, uh, we we simply don't know. Nobody has made it back from the other side um, to let us that we know of. That we know of. Nobody sent a message back from the other side that we're aware of that can be verified. There have mm-hmm. been some very interesting, fascinating examples of information that really seemingly defies any other explanation, such as the famous cross correspondence that took place. Um, in the 19th, late, very late 19th century and early 20th century by members of the Society for Psychical Research, who, some of whom as founders who were academic classicists. So, so why, don't we, why don't you explain that a little bit? Because that uh, sounds because intriguing. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not quite aware of it myself. Oh, so. Okay, well, I'm going to have to... <laughs> this is one of the most impenetrable studies that has ever been conducted in psychical research. It was carried out, uh, as I say, by a number of uh, psych- mediums throughout the world, automatic writing, uh, throughout the world and members of the Society for Psychical Research who um, previous uh, some, some of the founders some of the founding members of the SPR had obviously passed away but had left a series of effectively coded messages behind and that they would try to complete when they got to the other side in a form of they would give bits of information bits of partial messages to different mediums um, here in the uk and in the usa now this was an incredibly complicated series of uh, codes and correspondences and messages that that would fill several volumes of um, the encyclopedia the Encyclopedia Britannica, just to even... Most parapsychologists, most uh, researchers in the subject really don't understand the complexity of the cross-correspondence. However, the few that do, like Professor Sir Archie Roy, who wrote several... uh, who wrote an excellent book called The Eager Dead, uh, which which is probably the most uh, readable account of the cross-correspondence experiment. All tend toward the idea that um, some form of message from the other side was successfully passed to the living. Um, now, when I, when I say the other side, I mean um, the deceased former members of the SPR. Now, whether that information 
was actually passed or whether there were because people have suggested it was thought transference fraud has been suggested there's a whole raft of other possibilities have been put forward by by um critics of the gross correspondence but not what uh, notwithstanding the complexity of the damn thing makes it nearly impossible to understand um the nature of it there have been other some excellent other examples were information that seemingly can only have come from the deceased has been received by the living uh, generally through the form of a medium and i refer uh, one of the most famous of course is uh, the anglo-british psychic medium a spiritual medium uh, eileen garrett who herself was interesting in that she first of all didn't believe that the messages that she was receiving were coming from the spirit world um, she later went on to found the Parapsychological Foundation in America, which exists to this present day, still fully operational in America, uh, to study these abilities because she wanted to understand where she was getting these messages from. Now, during the um, the the twenties uh, and thirties, there was a big there was a big revolution in travel. People wanted to use the airships like the Zeppelins. Um, and the British uh, had the R-100 and the R-101 airships. And the R-101 set off on its maiden voyage to uh, India, and rather like the Titanic uh, before it, it crashed and it burned, and there was a great loss of life. Now, Garrett had been... uh, she was she was well known for working with Harry Price, and Price had been contacted by a journalist who said uh, that he wanted to get in touch with the spirit of the recently deceased Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. So a séance with Garrett was arranged, and Doyle may or may not have come through. It's it, it's a very uh, even Garrett herself said that. It, uh, through her spirit guide, that it wasn't conclusive. However, there was a breakthrough from a, a Captain Irvin, who uh, and, and and later other members of the crew of the R101 airship, who went on to relate information about the propulsion system and the engines and the problems that they were having prior to the crash of the airship. And um, these, this information was uh, technical. It was also, because of the nature of the airship development, it was also a military top secret and was not known outside of this a very few select personnel within the British military and within the, the contractors developing this. Now, Price recognised that, that this information was relevant to the board of inquiry that was taking place into the crash and he arranged for this information to be passed to the board of inquiry. Um, and experts from the Board of Inquiry re- later concluded that this information was, was in fact top secret and should not have, uh, could not have been obtained by Eileen Garrett by any normal means. And yet the information um, got out there, was passed via Garrett to Price um, and thence to the inquiry. Well documented in a book, for example, called The Airman Who Would Not Die. Um, which relates yeah. to um, well, it relates actually to another to a transatlantic flight in which the uh, the pilot crashed, um, but talks fully about the R one hundred one incident. And anybody can Google um, the R one hundred one psychic messages and Eileen Garrett uh, just as an example. And it's a good example to throw up to the to the skeptics. You know, when you well, what about Wiseman? I remember Wiseman had my opinion on this. 
Uh, well, I know Richard, and I, I don't know his opinion on this exact case. I've never spoken uh-huh. to him about this exact oh, case. Okay. Um, okay. I, I, I would imagine that he would come up with an explanation, um, and a good explanation that would satisfy many. It doesn't satisfy okay. me. Um, because I don't think we can comfortably just sweep this one under the carpet. And, and there are others. So the case for survival of death is, is well made. What's also highly interesting is that there are a lot of established researchers um, within the field of uh, psychical research. William Crooks, William Barrett, um, Sir Oliver Lodge, many others, who came into the field deeply sceptical and dismissive of the subject. They, they, they were educated man. Um, Lodge, of course, was a leading, the world's leading physicist of his day um, and the inventor of, um, went on to help assist with the development of radio. Um, now, Lodge initially was dismissive. Lodge set out to, here is a subject that I will, I will demonstrate with science is nonsense. And almost without exception, these great people, these great scientists, Sir William Crookes, uh, Robert Hare, the American chemist, uh, and others, after examining the subject for many years in great detail with their sceptical scientific minds, became converted to the idea of survival of bodily death and became advocates of spiritualism. Hmm. That's interesting. And I mean, really interesting. Mm. So uh, that was a, a good example. I mean, is that something that we should be doing more of in in controlled experiments, controlled investigating? Um, I, I honestly think that it's not for the realm of the ghost hunter. I think we can. Act, I think you've got to separate out the the um, the different processes. Mm-hmm. Would it would because you can be you know it, is it really practical uh, for somebody to you know you, I'm sure you've heard the expression jack of all trades master of none. Mm-hmm. Um, the the paranormal realm is a very broad realm. I personally recognise that I have a broad interest and in, uh, um, in the subject, but I devote my entire activities not towards testing mediums because that is not my uh, that's not my my, my role. It's not your cup of tea. It's not my role. It's not my. There are others who can do it better. Um, It's not. It's not my job to run seances because that that really is the realm of the spiritualists. My job is has always been. I look for ghosts and study the human experience we call ghosts. Mm-hmm. And I, I think if I, st- you know, if you then start to dabble in other areas of psychical research, I think you, you kind of dilute your effort. You, there are lots of people doing good work in all fields, and we can draw um, from each other, mm-hmm. but we don't have to do everything ourselves in order to gain that sort of information. Yeah, and uh, that's one of the things I reflect upon in my paranormal CSI course, in that the team is an important part of the course because there are various experts. So that's not that you have someone who knows a little bit about everything. Oh, there's a tune, so we actually have to take a break. 
but you need to have someone who concentrates on certain areas. So anyways, we have to take a break right now. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, International with uh, Steve Parson and Ron Kolick in this new year. This is our first year's uh, first show of the new year. So we'll be right back right here on Pararex and Tojinet and Astronet and Planet Paranormal, wherever the hell else we are. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parax family. Oh, that was a quick fade out this time. Is that the new yeah. high speed? Is that the new high speed intro to twenty seven? I don't know who did that. <laughs> someone, someone's neck will be on the line. I like that. You got to let that thing breathe. You know, that yeah, of course caught me out. Then <laughs> that's of course that's of course is the theme to Van Helsing, mm-hmm. which is probably the national anthem of uh, of my, myself. Anyways, I'm <laughs> sorry. I oh, don't worry about my GNT then, Karina. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, anyway, you're back. We're back uh, live somewhere or maybe. podcasting with Arctic <laughs> Coast Chronicles International. If a little startled, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, almost spelt your gin, huh? Yeah, it completely thrown me now. Actually, uh, <laughs> so what we were even talking about. <laughs> <laughs> But there you go. But it, it, yeah, anyways, uh, we were talking about uh, specialists, which was was yeah. interesting. Jack and... of all trades and a master of none. Because yeah. paranormal, uh, paranormal investigation, as a, as a title, of course, encompasses many, uh, pretty much anything, you know, from Bigfoots to, um, uh, you know, UFOs, alien abductions. You know, they're all lumped under that banner headline of paranormal investigation. And, and ghost investigation, whilst it's a very popular subject, is still a fantastically small part of that sort of overall picture. I agree. 
You still with me? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, you, you just—I I never heard you breathe before, so that was—you uh, know—did I did I breathe? We have you, quite, you, you, you threw me off. The, you threw me off the uh, the scent here. It's like uh, it's just how you got startled. I got startled too. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'll save us by going quickly to the chat room where John says, "I know this is off the topic." But can we talk about Spirit Quest? Yes, John, of course we can talk about Spirit Quest. And, and it, it actually is not what off topic. What would you like? It, well, it's bang on topic, but yeah. what, what specifically would you like this to talk about Spirit Quest? It's held in a fantastic location uh, in Grover, uh, Massachusetts. It's, it's September 29th, September 30th, and October 1st of this year. And it's got a really cool theme. Yep. Uh, who do you Doyle, despite not being picked up by the networks, it, it looks at uh, the cases that they worked on on the show, as well as some of their own uh, things they did individually. So uh, I'm really thrilled about it. Uh, people say, "What are you What are you talking about?" <laughs> right. I mean, this this will be uh, the upcoming fall of 2017, the fifth the fifth spirit quest I've attended and it'll be the sixth spirit quest. I understand, um, has been run. I missed out in the you first one. Six of them. Holy crap. No, I mean, you've got away with it for so long. I don't know. Jeez. It's scary. But it, the location, I've always been impressed with the location. It's, it's the VZ estate, um, and, and park just outside Groveland, Massachusetts. And it is one of these to a, to a Brit anyway. Um, the archetypal, so it, there's almost a Stephen King feel about the location. Um, you have this—I uh, don't know how you would describe it. You have this building um, in the building. middle. Of, That's a good word description of it. Well, I'm trying to describe the building. I mean, it, it, it's high quite, on the hill. It's quite nondescript in itself. Um, you know, some would say it's even utilitarian. And there's an outbuilding, a cottage that's that's alongside it, which has a little more atmosphere. But to your Brit, to your average Brit, I mean, you, you know, that look- cottage is actually prefab. Uh, it was yeah? a Sears. Sears, you could buy it at Sears. And wow. Do you know? Back in the day, in fact, you could buy whole homes at Sears. <laughs> For me, you know, personally speaking, the 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 location it is your. There are elements there of Stephen King. You have the lake, um, the hill falls down to the lake shore through the woodland. There's lots of woodland uh, surrounding the estate, and uh, which which, as you said, is is on a hill. Uh, some of it is quite utilitarian. It's quite, as we say, faded modern in its appearance. Um, but it ha- it offers the ghost investigators and it offers Spirit Quest participants. Has a chapel. It has a chapel. A unique opportunity to look at lots of different scenarios. We, we you know we have the indoor inside, we have outside, we have the cottage, we have other locations Woods. within the within the sort of complex. Yeah. And and it, the location I don't think could be any better. Um, Except I know some people say they wish it could be nearer to exactly. civilization. I know it, but but not that small thing. Withstanding, I don't think it could be uh, as successful in any other location um, than VZ. And I know that when we've talked about doing things like um, ghostology, or we've talked about doing you know sort of other projects ally to Spirit Quest. 
you've always you've always railed at me for suggesting VZ, and I, mm-hmm. uh, I the reason I suggest VZ is because it it ticks so many of the boxes. So, okay, so some of them could be improved, um, but then that's the nature of, of of all of all beasts. But VZ itself and. For me personally, and what a lot of the participants, or a lot of people attending Spirit Quest don't see, is the huge amount of work that goes on behind the scenes uh, to make this event happen. I know um, because of my involvement, my increasing involvement in, in the recent Spirit Quests, just how much work, and you just sit quietly for a minute, Ron, how much work <laughs> Ron um, and other members of any ghost project actually put into making this event happen. And it comes, I mean, it starts with the planning. It started, it started planning several months ago. Um, and as, as, it, as the event draws nearer, uh, you know, people come together and people lend a hand. And then when the actual uh, Spirit Quest weekend takes, uh, you know, arrives, the, the effort that goes in on the, to make the event um, a success and, and, and enjoyable, and it is enjoyable. I I haven't yet met a person um, who's been at Spirit Quest who's come up and said that was rubbish, that was awful, that was terrible. I didn't like that. Um, the the reviews have always been positive, and that's bore out in the fact that I see the same, uh, and I'm I'm really pleased to see the same faces year after year. It's a real. And pleasure. I was going to mention it. Thing it's almost like family. Family now. It's you know we we. It is, then, but but I don't want. I wouldn't. Like, it absolutely is. Um, but what's what's really neat is it. There is that core uh, of people, but it, it they're not a clique of people. Um, no. You know, so you do have you do see the same faces. Um, this 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 band, this happy throng, this band. Um, but every year there are new friends to welcome, and there are new people, and they and. In addition to the Very talks, easy. in addition to the workshops that take place and the investigations and the ghost hunts, and there's a huge element of fun um, throughout Spirit Quest. It's not one of these dull, dull ghost cons where everybody's you know desperately serious. I don't think Ron has it in him to be serious, and I know I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lot of information that has to be presented and given and offered. Um, but it's presented in a way that that always is fun, uh, with a, with a sort of emphasis on entertainment. And I think that's almost unique with Spirit Quest. And I I I really don't care that you you can hear me when I say that it is a huge compliment to you that it's entering its sixth year, um, hmm. and I've been pleased to be part of it for some of that time. Most of that time, actually. I, um, which, despite yeah. the fact that, I mean, the things that you know people don't see is uh, the chief. Oh, speaker, here we go. Here yeah, we the go. The chief speaker in Gatsby. Here we go. The fire pit to build. Go yeah. and then go. Don't then forget go the lay, printer. Then go and lay out the rooms. Yeah, last year install the printer. <laughs> but but that's how it that how it does work. I mean, everybody pulls in. Um, it's not just me. Other speakers, um, you know, Anne Carrigan, uh, Leslie. Uh, Leslie Marsden, Marsden, uh, others all lay, uh, you know, sort of come in there. They lend a hand. They they dig they dig in. They make it happen. They set up. They pack up. And the if you haven't been to Spirit Quest yet and you're in North America, then just go. Yeah, you go to our website nghostproject.com, The letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. But you know the the interesting thing about it, it's not just uh, you know where you just have speakers and stuff and, and you, 
we always have uh, themes, and this year, of course, is Sir Arthur Conan and Doyle. And, and we do have fun. Uh, it all starts off with, of course, the dining with the dead, which is the, the dinner, which is dress up. Uh, mm-hmm. People dress up according to the theme uh, 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 of uh, Spirit Quest. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. People really enjoy it. We got some neat costumes. We have Best in Show that we give out. And uh, after that, we uh, this year is the... Uh, uh, Houdini Seance, which is classic, absolutely classic. Mm. And uh, we also have uh, Rich Slavenwood, who is one of the most knowledgeable persons I know about Houdini, who will be there and performing, hopefully, uh, although he's getting up there in years, some of his escapism stuff. And, uh, you know, that's that's just the what's off. And it starts off with a lot of fun, but knowledge. I mean, we learn things along I, I've I've always found the I've come back from Spirit Quest um, with you know a lot of his information. Some of it I've I've, I've put into practice, although it's um, possibly not so. Um, <laughs> if you if you if you if you haven't seen Rich perform yet, then I mean that in itself. I mean this this man is um, the great. I can't remember his name now. Uh, his stage his performance name. Viano, amazing. The, great, yeah, the amazing Viano. Yeah. I mean, this 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 is a performer who put me in handcuffs um, and then then ordered me to escape from them, um, and and is mesmerising. You know, he he is fascinating to watch him as he as he goes through um, the routines uh, that that he that he does. And as Ron has said, he he is getting on in years, um, and. You you suddenly appreciate the huge amount of effort that is required and knowledge to, and knowledge that hmm. but just the sheer physical effort that is required to make these things uh, happen. Um, I we get some you know we in addition to the dressing up which for the first time last year I participated in. I know it. I know it. <laughs> Shocked everyone. Bless you for saying. That. But you know what the answer. <laughs> We get you involved. You be judges, and you know you're always involved. You know we we don't neglect people. Uh, you know the, the weekend we always have uh, readers and mm-hmm. other uh, stuff that people can go to if they want to get a reading or something like that. But there's always uh, lectures and workshops and all kinds of stuff that's going on, and you learn things from them. I mean, I remember one of my favorite, absolute favorite things that was was when uh, Steve Gibson. And I believe Rich helped him on as well. It was the red light seance? No, and uh, no, I guess it was Steve by himself. And he was—it was an amazing thing. And this Steve is a, a magician, a bizarre man. He goes into bizarre magic, and and you can now understand what Houdini saw in some of these meetings that he attended. You know, seeing that oh, this is nothing more than a parlor trick. And so it was. It was interesting, and yet, but we didn't. We didn't like uh, downplay true mediums or anything. It, it, we just said this. Okay, this is magic, and you well, can see how it's done. Well, Spirit Quest does have a large input from the spiritual community. Um, oh, yeah. they're, they're, you know, it's always fully inclusive to all beliefs, all ideas. The idea this year, I mean, the themes have, have always been good. Um, this year, I think we're, we're, we're coming up with the yeah, we, 
I've been practicing with growing the moustache for the last two weeks to see if it can get the right shape of moustache. Uh, because we're faced with a problem. Better than, better than get a store bought. Well, we we have a problem, don't we? Because um, we we've adopted the uh, the theme as Houdini and Doyle. Now, Doyle was British. He was a, uh, a medical gentleman, uh, the writer, obviously, of Sherlock Holmes, and a and a staunch supporter of spiritualism, mm-hmm. um, and a great a great advocate for spiritualism. Houdini, on the other hand, was uh, American. Uh, American of Eastern European descent. Um, he he was le- well known for his uh, sl- I wouldn't say dismissive approach to mediumship, but he was uh, well known as an exposer of the tricks that mediums used, the parlor mm-hmm. tricks that we talked about. And we have a slight problem with the role reversal. Um, yeah, but we're going to solve it, aren't we? We're not going to talk we, about it. We're, gonna we're not going to talk about how we solve it, but we do solve it. We do. We, we solve that one. Um, so one of the things that are going on is is uh, my partner in crime for many, 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 many years, Maureen Wood, uh, be doing on Saturday night will be, uh, as part of the program, will be a teach you to become a psychic investigator, which is, is interesting. Uh, you know, Marvin has actually worked on some police cases as well as myself. And so it, she's also taking courses in it as well, which I didn't know till a little while ago. So we're going to have that element. And then we, we have a haunted house, of course, you, which you mentioned earlier. But you have to separate the normal from the paranormal at this house. This house is definitely haunted. So but but you'll have to go to find out what the butt is. <laughs> yeah. So will we what we finally figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you see, very much what, what I, I, the reason why it's very difficult at this early stage, I mean, we're seven or eight months away, um, is that the ideas are still coalescing. The ideas are still fluid. Um, you know, we the, the, the list of speakers hasn't been finalized. The list of ideas, Ron and oh, I it's, talk. It's getting there. It's getting there, but it, 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 there, there are still tweaks and amendments that can be made. Um, the idea was born on a on, on a sunny porch one evening in alcohol was involved in Sol, at Salisbury Beach, and it's developing <laughs> as we you know every day uh, new ideas come along, new new possibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so you, you forgive us, just just go, just go. You won't be disappointed. Yep. So one other things, uh, you know, of course, Sir Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was involved in the. Uh, the uh, was it Codliner fairy? How do you call them? Fairies? The Cottingley fairies. So Cottingley I, fairies. I, I hopefully will be doing a talk on the Cottingley fairies this year. And oh, you, good. And uh, that's that, that's my plan currently. Although that's that, that, again, that's in that sort of fluid yeah. uh, melting pot. And we have Roxy Zwicker, who has written several books on fairy houses, and you'll actually have a workshop on building your own fairy house. But it oh, goes beyond that. It goes absolutely beyond that because not only will you make the fairy house, but we will place them on a reported fairy trail and we will set up uh, cameras to see if we can capture fairies. Uh, we built. Uh, so that will be interesting as well. And there, are we going to consider spirit photography? Did there we... will be. You can actually uh, have Just... your picture taken with the 
I, I thought that was on. I thought that was on the agenda because, of course, yeah. uh, Sir Arthur was well known as an advocate of spirit photography. I mean, in mm-hmm. America, you had um, the, de- the, the the exposed <laughs> they exposed the photographer um, mm-hmm. a, a, a William, of course, William Mumbler. And of course, here, we all know William Mumbler. We can never think of that freaking English. Uh, William Hope. Oh, you got it. That's right. Okay, very good. I missed that one. I thought you were saying Mumbler and William Hope. I forgot. No, William Hope. Um, Thank God. You and I stood here trying to come up with a name. We couldn't think of the name. (laughs) But, I mean, Doyle himself was was famously photographed with a ghost um, in one of these spirit photographs and was later very uh, dismayed to learn that he he himself had been uh, hoaxed by the photographer, duped um, Mm. by Hope. And it took several years, actually, before Doyle um, would recognize the dupe, mm-hmm. would recognize that the hoax had taken place. And he went to his grave still believing in this idea that you could photograph um, the, our, our deceased relatives, that they would appear you know, almost to order in the photographer's studio. I, took, I mean, it was Harry Price who famously over here in the UK had exposed um hope with with with, um marked photographic plates yeah and uh another thing that we'll be looking at too and and i just uh i got Joni. i can't remember her last name she will be doing past life and was also involved in the uh houdini and doyle so so she'll be doing a workshop on that and i believe she might even be doing past life regression uh, as well, so uh, that'll be. I, I'm intrigued. That's the only thing. I mean, of all the paranormal things, that's the one thing I haven't really wrapped my little head around is is reincarnation. So I'm gonna be intrigued to see this myself. Hopefully, I get to see it. But is this is where we all find out we were Julius Caesar or Marie Antoinette. Uh, maybe you were a Marie Antoinette. I don't know. <laughs> I was I was Van Helsing and still am. <laughs> oh, oh, so you so you are you are you were and like you Dorian are remaining. Yeah, you were and you are remaining to be yeah, a fictional. I am character. Dorian Gray. A fictional character. I got my I got my picture <laughs> in the attic. <laughs> now it's going to be a very cool. Um, if if indeed, well, I was looking at the. Um, yeah, Brexit hasn't. Uh, whilst I was a supporter of Brexit at the moment, I'm kind of regretting it because I was looking, <laughs> only only because I had high hopes. Well, I hoped that Trump would save us and that the the dollar pound re- would re- us. I know that <laughs> would rebalance itself, but sadly that hasn't yet been stock, the case. Stock market is a, is a new high. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. We I, I we could have done with the stock market crash because I was looking at the fi- the flight. Uh, the Air Force to the USA for the fall of 2017 today. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I might have to swim over or walk part <laughs> of the way. <laughs> or take, it, it, it's not going to be cheap. <laughs> I mean, we could get you a big, uh, we could, you, might, you might work. You go up to that castle you have by your house there, which the, and uh, go on the top tower there and get a giant Band. Do you know what I was actually? I uh, maybe. Wait, do you know let me should... finish. Let Go me on. finish. Get Go a on. giant band and put it between the two uh, things to stick up, and uh, have your friend Andrew pull that band back, and you sit it, and hopefully, with enough velocity, we might be able to send you across the Atlantic. I'd rather walk. But that said, do you know what? Uh, the what? latest, the latest craze seems to be GoFundMe. 
You've got to say that yeah. very, very carefully. Um, yeah, which, which is, which is sort of like social media form of begging. Um, you know, you can't pay your medical bills, go fund me. You crash yeah. your car, go fund me. There you your go. Wife's having a bad day, go fund me. I can't afford to go to America. Go fund me. Go fund me. <laughs> I was thinking maybe you know, should I just be cheeky and put a go fund me on Spirit? You want me? It's no, very much. Go why fund not? me. There I'd rather go. have. I'd rather have a. I was thinking to set up an alternative because there's a lot of people. Obviously, <laughs> though, that, this seems to be the latest thing on social media. This GoFundMe. Um, my answer is usually go fund yourself. Um, yeah, yeah. Be careful how you say it. Yeah, um, very careful. I, I, I don't think. Well, you know, it's the society we live in. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know, you can't pay your medical bills. No Get problem. others to pay them for you. Get somebody you. else to pay it for you. Yeah, write yeah. a sob, write a sob story, stick it on Facebook, set up a page, and the gullible will give you twenty bucks. There you go. It all starts with a dollar. Yeah. Anyway. No, I'd rather swim. Yeah. Well, I could come and pick you up. Okay. Oh wait a minute! Why don't you just ask to project yourself over? That might work. We could maybe do video <laughs> linking. Hey, our news news Nate is is kind of I don't know he's been logged out of the Facebook out, out of the chat room. What happened then? Oh no, he's still in. He's under News Nate. Uh, he, he is he? Yeah, that's a bit sneaky. Yeah, it, well, because he he must have had some problem when he got bounced out and did bounce back in under a different name because they wouldn't let him back in because their name wasn't still used. By I him. know they they're gonna have to fix that in Toggy Chat, but yeah. I. We, we're going to have a news show coming up soon, and maybe we should uh, have a three-way with News Nate. Excuse me? Think? Maybe we should have a three-way news show. Excuse news. me? Hello? Excuse me? <laughs> Will you keep pinching all the ideas for Ghost Chronicles from Ghost Chronicles International? <laughs> it's a two-way street. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> I'm not... Say anything. Speak about uh, Nate, News Nate. He will be on Ghost Chronicles Next Generation tomorrow night, uh, which is our live video broadcast. You can go yeah. to uh, ebctv.org and, and watch it there, or you can also watch it on Tojinet as well. So, uh, oh, I have to ask: Did you yeah. find your psychic? You were you were appealing for a psychic for the show. I don't need no stinking psychic. <laughs> you, were, you, you were on Facebook earlier this week going, if anybody's a psychic and can yeah, get right. to me spiritual no, water, no. No, can you? Could, we don't what? need that. So Anne's going to be psychic. We're actually going to do predictions. <coughs> Anne's going to do them, which Anne, of course, is not a psychic. But Anne will do them by blowing dowsing, which will be actually an experiment. Well, how do you know Anne isn't a psychic? Because I said so. <laughs> Anything else you want to know? <laughs> she, she may well be an undiagnosed sky, psychic. There you go. Undiagnosed. I like that word. Yeah. Well, you know, some would say it's a medical condition. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and that's me in trouble again. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So uh, next week we have another episode. Uh, the Teller of Curious we Tales, do. do we? Do we? We're up do to we? episode five. Yeah, next week is episode five. Um, I haven't well, got I it yet, so I haven't heard it yet. Dilling usually sends the well, Teller. Got to. The Teller of Curious Tales usually sends it over uh, the day before to me, and then I pass it up the line. Um, yeah, there you so, go. So I get to hear it a day before everybody else. I don't hear it. Oh my God, there it is. There it is. So, so anyways, that, that time again. That, 
Yep, yep. So if you listen to the podcast, you've survived another hour. Oh, it might have yep. been 40 minutes if you're on fast forward. And you I, pull. you know, and I'm so happy I was here to annoy everybody in the new year. So there you go. Oh, hey. yeah, like. Quick question: Do we get an exemption if you from you being ignored in 2017, or do we have to go through the whole miserable process a second time? You didn't answer me on Facebook. Uh, no, that's how I'm annoying. <laughs> I don't answer your questions. So and so it's, it begins. It begins. There you go. You know what's interesting, and this is on the, the serious note, is that lately uh, I've been having dreams of my mom who passed away in. My father, I mean, I've had dreams of my mom before, but my father, not so much. And yet it's been very vivid lately. And I, I'm not sure what it's about. I'm not sure if my time is at hand and, and uh, I might Don't be making say that. the next. Well, well, can you make it before stuff. I book the plane tickets? <laughs> no, you can come to my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure Jan doesn't tell you, so you do go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, pay the extra five bucks to get the re- the refundable ones. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll give you. I'll give you a, a lock of my hair. <laughs> she'll, she'll be selling it there at the funeral, <laughs> along with all my ghost hunting equipment. <laughs> I want your polyester. Oh yeah, yeah save, save me the yeah, save me the EDI meter and those polyester whiskers. Oh yeah, there you go, polyester whiskers. I, I, wait a minute, I'm getting buried with them. <laughs> But anyway, so off, we've got 10 seconds of the music. Yeah, I know. So anyway, it's another. T- I can't, I can't uh, believe we get away with this every week. No, it's, it's and like the numbers we, are going up. I know it's that's kind of strange. I don't know. I think it's all got to do with, uh, you know, the full moon, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, times we hit the download hey, button every day. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. We really appreciate it because without you guys, we'd just be two guys talking, which ain't bad. <laughs> anyway, till we next like time. It. Till next time. If you uh, can't be good, then do no harm. If you can't be good, don't get caught. Yeah. Good night. God bless. Good night. God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. Secret cuisine.